you've found the Rock Hesperia and are on your way to building a solid life. We make disciples here. If you, your children, or anyone comes to Jesus, hears his sayings, and does them, your life will become solid. So let's get to it. We are starting a new series today, Run, Run. And this first message is called Run to Preparation. Who knows that before you can run, you got to prepare. So you need to get running to prepare. Amen? Amen. Scar, you may remember him. Not, not in line for the throne anymore. He, he sang a whole song about it. Be prepared. Right? It's, hey, it's good. My friend Sandy said, better to be late if your hair looks great. <laughs> be prepared. Don't just walk in being all disheveled and late. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. So we got Scar and my friend Sandy, but I want to hear from Jesus real quick. In Luke 14, 28, it says, For which of you intending to build a tower does not sit down first and count the cost, whether he has enough to finish it? Let's go to two places. Isaiah chapter 40. Isaiah chapter 40. And Ephesians chapter 6. Isaiah chapter 40 in your Bibles, and Ephesians chapter 6. Remember, this is called Prepare to Run. This is the first in this run series. And there's just something about being prepared. There's something to being prepared for when you walk into a service like this. It's like, I am going to worship God. I don't even care. The donuts could not be my favorite. They could run out of coffee. Oh, sin of sins. I don't care what happens. I am going into the place where God has made his name known, and I'm going to worship him. I'm going to give him thanks. I'm preparing my heart. And then what happens is we have a service like this. When the people have come in prepared, I honor you for it. Thank God. Thank God. Can we look at the third verse of Isaiah 40 together? In the third verse, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Say that with me, prepare. Prepare the way of the Lord. Say it one more time. Prepare the way of the Lord. Who knows the Lord has a way? Yeah. <laughs> Who knows that humans have a way too? Yeah, it's often a different way. There's a way that seems right to a man, <laughs> but that end is destruction. We don't want that. Prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. And come on, if there's any clearer word for us. I don't know if Seal Beach can use this scripture. <laughs> Listen, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted and every mountain and hill brought low. Don't get me singing the Messiah. I'll start singing it right now. Right, it's from right here. <laughs> and I do that gospel one too. You know the gospel one? Anyone know the gospel one? Will, I'm looking at you. You got, you got to know this gospel one. Remember Handel's Messiah and Take Six is on it and Stevie Wonder's on it? Oh, it's good. Every valley. Oh, it's so good. And at the end, oh, I wish we had the audio because it's like exalted, exalted. It's like double choirs, exalted, exalted. Oh, I love it. Egg, I, <laughs> exalted. It's so good. And every mountain and hill brought low. Listen to this. The crooked places shall be made straight, and the rough places. Oh, just say it again because it sounds so good. <laughs> Smooth. Is that end with a D or a TH? Smooth. <laughs> I like it. And the rough places. Smooth. So good. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed in all flesh shall see it together for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Who knows when the Lord speaks, things happen. I remember there was one time the earth was made. And God spoke that. And that's how that happened. Amen? 
Anyone like trees here but me? I love trees. We got some tree fans in the house. I love trees. I was so worried we had an irrigation situation last year, and I thought, I don't know if this tree is going to come back. But Jesus has the keys to death and the grave, and this tree is back. <laughs> I live, The tree in my front yard, it, all the leaves fall, as they do, right? And it's just a twig out there, and I'm like, oh, and the sprinklers haven't been working and the whole thing, but, oh, but the tree's back. I don't care what it looks like in your life. If your tree looks dead and your branches are all over here looking all wonky, you know, and naked, look, the Lord has fruitfulness for you and shade for other people because of you. Amen? Haven't we had the greatest weather, though? I mean, today was good. That's why you're all here. I, it, was, it was some movie or something. It's like somebody said, when it's raining, that, that's the Lord saying he doesn't need you in church. That's a lie from the pit of hell. <laughs> but, but it is great weather today, and I'm thankful for it. And isn't it nice? I mean, you just woke up, it's in the summertime, and you're like, oh, I might need to roll these windows up <laughs> because it's, it's a little chilly. I love it. But the mouth of the Lord has spoken, and we want to hear the word of the Lord. This is a church where God gets to do what he wants to do. May I say it this way, what he intends to do because he's intentional. He is a, shall we say, prepared God. He's not scrambling at the last minute to find what you need. Oh, let me go back to the cabinet. Maybe I have some of that over here. Uh, no, he's got a real time all the time for you. When you, when you ask for it, he's going to help you. He's going to be right there supplying all your need according to his riches. He's rich. Your dad is rich. Someone say, my dad is rich. Amen. He's got it for you. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. The crooked places shall be made straight. The rough places shall be made smooth. Is it magic? Does it just happen? No, we have to do it. Isn't that right? We have to do it. We speak the word of God, and all of a sudden, we're making crooked places straight. Amen. You know what? I'm amazing on these racing video games when the path is straight. Mm, and I just hold on to that gas trigger, and I'm gone. But when I have to start turning and, and maneuvering, forget it. I am out. My buddy Rodney just crushes me. That man of God racing team, he, he just, and he likes it too. He likes to just rub it in my face. Oh, see that? Ah. Well, Rodney, we're making the crooked places straight. We'll see what you got then. Anyway, <laughs> Rodney, by the way, will watch these messages. So every once in a while when I mention my friend Rodney, he's, he's with us in spirit. All right. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all flesh shall see it together. It's one thing when something good happens to somebody in an isolated pocket somewhere. And it's like, well, okay, good. But it's so much better when everybody knows about it. Amen. When there's a, a dynamic healing among us and we're telling the story when there's a dynamic provision and it's like I was baroque and the Lord supplied all my bills and I was not laid on anything no penalty fees amen amen, amen. I love it see that's the, all flesh shall see it that's what we're going for we want to be visible we want to be out there so to speak we want to be seen. Habakkuk 2.2. You'll remember this one. Habakkuk 2.2. I know you love this one. The Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. Whoever reads this vision is going to be able to run. What's the name of this series? You know that's right. Run. All right, Isaiah 62 don't turn here because I'm just going to read it to you, all right? I'm going to read this over you. Isaiah 62, verses 8 through 12. This is coming from the message translation <laughs> version. I don't know how to call it really a translation, but I love Eugene. He's cool. God has taken a solemn oath, an oath he means to keep. Never again will I open your grain-filled barns to your enemies to loot and eat. 
Never again will foreigners drink the wine that you worked so hard to produce. No, the farmers who grow the food will eat the food and praise God for it. And those who make the wine will drink the wine in my holy courtyards. So walk out of the gates, get going, get the road ready for the people. Get the road ready for the people. Build the highway. Get at it. Clear the debris. Clear the stones. Hoist high a banner or a flag, a signal to all peoples. Yes, God has broadcast to all the world. Tell daughter Zion, look, your Savior comes ready to do what he said he'd do, prepared to complete what he promised. Zion will be called new names. Holy people, God redeemed, sought out, city not forsaken. Amen. This is what the Lord is saying to us right now. And I want you through the rest of this message to entertain this concept in your own personal life because we don't get to heaven on anyone else's coattails but Jesus. It's me and Jesus. And I have to reach out and grab a hold of that, that salvation that he's made available to me. I can't grab a hold of the salvation he's made available to my spouse. That's not going to work. I have got to directly lay hold of the call of God on my own life or else I won't live it. Me and him, him and you. I love how it says it, get going, get the road ready for the people. Now is the time, now is the time. Get at it, clear the debris. Who knows that when you're running, imagine, imagine you're running or even walking. I mean, in our house, you never know. No, you always know, you always know. There's something in the path. Don't walk around in the dark because you're gonna find it. Your feet are gonna find it and they're gonna find it. Like, we don't have Legos, hallelujah, but we have pillows. Stephen loves to throw pillows everywhere. And, so, and if there's a gate, you know, where we want to cordon him off somewhere, he likes to throw the pillows over the gate. And so now down the hallway, right, where you would be walking in the dark a lot of times, pillows, these little throw pillows, you know, from the couches and things, just likes to throw them over there. It's crazy. But the littles don't do anything like halfway we go all the way. Get at it. The kids are getting at it. Not only do they throw pillows around, but you may step on some little speak and say or whatever speak and say. That's not what it's called. This speak and spell. What's that in a Toy Story, Andrew? What's the thing? See and say? That's what it is. You can step on that. You can step on any number of hair things. I don't, I don't know what I'm even talking about. But you know, people with hair, you know what I'm talking about. Sometimes you got to put your hair up in something, a clip, a rubber, yeah, you hope it's a rubber band or a scrunchie, but sometimes it's a clip, right? And if you're barefoot, that's not great. I'm talking about clear away the debris, clear away the stones in this path that you want people to run on. When I walk up and down, the hallway in my house, I don't want it to be a minefield. I don't want to be scared in my own house. But I am <laughs> because these kids are not doing the scripture. They're not doing the work. They're making it worse. Train up a child in the way he should go. We're working on it. Get at it. Clear the stones. Clear the debris. Clear it away. Otherwise, people are going to stumble. They're going to trip and fall. They're going to hurt themselves. And they may very well hurt others. If I'm holding Stephen and I trip and fall, now we're both hurt. Right? Trevor. Right? We got these babies. They're precious. We can't be falling all over ourselves. Clear the debris. Clear out the stones. What is making it difficult to get people saved in your life? This is you, every one of you. What is making it difficult for people to get to God? The, 
what does it say? Prepare the way of the Lord. The way of the Lord is to him. Isn't that right? If he wants anything, it's you to be with him forever. And everybody you've ever seen. Isn't that right? He wants all of you with him forever. And so what's making it difficult for people to get to him in your life? I'll put a finer point on it. What is making it difficult for you to go to the people, to get to the people? I told you about some of my struggles, right? Got five kids trying to keep them alive out of the street in the parking lot when we're trying to get in somewhere or whatever, right? And then I see an opportunity to minister, and I'm like, ah, yeah, but ah, the kids, right? I told you my struggles. I'm working on it. What's making it difficult for people to get to God, for God to get to the people in your life? What would make it difficult for them to receive what you're saying? Maybe there's something relationally going on that you need to deal with first before the gospel is going to take root. Like, I don't even want to hear that from you. We got all this other stuff in the middle that's plaguing our relationship, right? Don't even talk to me about Jesus right now. Apologize. (laughs) I don't know what it is, right? Just something, right? Who knows? But the Lord knows... And, and in moments like this, it's not just hearing fancy words from a devastatingly good-looking preacher. It's not about that. You're like, good thing. <laughs> um, it, it's the truth, but we need to apply it. We need to apply it, and in your life, you know what that is. The Holy Spirit will bring illumination to you if you ask him, Lord, what is it? Am I making it more difficult then it even is, you know, because the world's already, you know, the devil and the world are already after people. How can I help? How can I clear the debris? Because Jesus is coming ready to do what he said he's going to do. All the, the precious, faithful promises in the Bible. He wants to do it. He's ready to do it. He's prepared to complete what he promised. But he says, Zion will be called new names. How about... Hesperia will be called a new name. Sought out. Sought out. Redeemed. Holy. The sought out part really stuck with me. It's like if I happen on somebody, that's one thing, right? I just, oh, oh, this is happening, I guess, right? Oh, surprise. And then maybe I respond with the gospel. Maybe, right? If we're honest, maybe we have that. But what about sought out? This is, this is our destiny. Imagine you were important enough to someone to seek out. And they didn't just say hi when they saw you. Oh, hey. Doesn't that happen too often? And it's like, well, where have you been? If I'm so important to you, I got a phone. You got a phone, Right? You know my address. Anyway, (laughs) I'm at church every Sunday. Hallelujah. Get to where I am. Come seek me out. Sought out will be, it's like our name tag, right? Hesperians, sought out. Amen. Thank you, Dante. Luke 3 uh, 3 through 6. Luke 3, 3 through 6. Is it time already? Am I supposed to time up? <laughs> all right, we're going to take a few more minutes here. And he went into all the region around the Jordan, preaching a baptism of repentance for the remission of sins, as it is written in the book of the words of Isaiah the prophet, which we just read. But let me say, because Luke is drawing it out, and so is John in his gospel. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. Every valley shall be filled in, and every mountain and hill brought low. The crooked places shall be made straight, and the rough ways smooth. And all flesh shall see the salvation of God. Same thing in John 1.23. I won't read it to you, but you can write it down. John 1.23. These gospel writers are intent on us getting the message. It's like, remember what Isaiah said? Remember what Isaiah said? Remember what Isaiah said? Oh, this was so good. As I was studying for this, I had remembered a word that was spoken, a prophetic word over the rock, and I, and I called the person, and I said, 
tell me everything you remember about that prophecy, would you please, because I'm studying for this thing. And sure enough, brought me right to the scripture, Isaiah 62, that I had intended on preaching. And I thought, that's what I thought you said. And uh, this is a phone. I'm on the phone. And so she's telling me, Pastor Monica, who has been here and will be here again, uh, she, she was bringing me through this, and she said, you know what? He who uh, receives a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. That's exactly right, Allie. And what is a prophet's reward except a word fulfilled? Ho, ho, ho. That lit somebody up right there. A word fulfilled. If you want the word of God happening in your life, receive these words, these prophetic words, and do something with them. Keep them in front of your face. Write the vision. Make it plain on tablets that he who reads it may run. Amen. Ecclesiastes 9, verses 10 and 11, because I think I wanted to draw this out because I feel like some of you may have an idea about running that is less than positive. I won't, I won't go so far as to say negative, but I'm, let's just say meh, meh. This is going to help you. Ecclesiastes 9, 10, and 11. Did you read Ecclesiastes with me? No? Somebody did? <laughs> Thank you, Jennifer. Here at The Rock, we read our Bibles every day, and we have this thing called the Solid Life Reading Plan, and so when I say things like that, it's because we've recently been in these books, so Ecclesiastes. Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with your might. For there is no work or device or knowledge or wisdom in the grave where you're going. I returned and saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift. Say the race is not to the swift. And so if you think, I could run, if you call it that, but I'm not fast. I can do a 22-minute mile or whatever, right? Right? Okay. We're together on this. Um, nor the battle to the strong, nor bread to the wise, nor riches to men of understanding, nor f- favor to men of skill, but time and chance happen to them all. The race is not to the swift. What, what I'm not saying in this whole series, starting off today, is that you've got to be the fastest. You've got to be the best looking. You've got to be the wealthiest. You've got to be the, the champion of all things, the paragon of health and wellness and fitness. It doesn't have to be that way. The race is not to that person. You know who the race is given to? The one who shows up to race. Amen. Amen. God says, I've got all the winning you need. You show up and we'll get it done. You show up to run and we'll get it done. Your best time may be everyone else's worst time. I may need that that time for that person in that situation. Do you hear me talking? They may need, Sandy, you got something. They may need that thing that you have. I'm not saying you're not fast. I'm just, they may need that thing that you have. And so amen that you were dispatched, that you were willing to run. You're on the scene and God's going to use you. Amen. But maybe they don't need you that day. Maybe they need Brandomir that day. And God sends him and he's willing to run. He's been preparing himself to run. Amen. So this is not about pressure. This is not about pressure. It's not even about exercise. Bodily exercise profits a little. <laughs> so we can exercise, sure, but it's not about that. So don't confuse what I'm saying about running with running. You get it? It's intentionality. If you want to have a chance to fulfill your destiny and your calling in God, the thing that he's put you to, uniquely equipped you for, if you want to have a chance, you need to make the time for it. You need to make the preparation for it. Starting in your own heart and in your own schedule. (laughs) You're welcome. That's the key. That's it. Pastor Jerry, in in our discipleship process, Supernaturally Fruitful Leaders, has said that direction is more important than 
Say it loud. Speed. speed. Direction is more important than speed. It's not that speed isn't a consideration ever, but direction is more important than speed. I could be going the wrong way, and Jenna may tell me, I was like, yeah, but we're making great time. <laughs> You're going the wrong direction. Oh, he's drunk. How does he know where we're going? Right? <laughs> right? You remember it. Okay. So we've been learning in this pursuit. What is your pursuit? Are you after your stuff? Or are you after the best for them? Are you here to be served or are you here to serve? I mean, here on this planet, right? Jesus came to this planet as a human to serve, not to be served. And so he's our example. We need to be going after all of our pursuits like that. Anyone remember the fable of the tortoise and the hare? Does anyone want to wager a, a guess at what the moral of this fable is, the tortoise and the hare? What is it? Slow and steady wins the race. That's what we've been told. Thank you very much for playing my game. That is not the moral of this story. Because if the hare was running, he would have creamed the tortoise. So the moral is, don't be sleeping while you should be running. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Don't be sleeping while you should be running. This is a race. And the tortoise and the hare both knew it. But the tortoise was too concerned about everything. Oh, I got this. I so got this. And now I can sleep. And here's the tortoise. Right? And making his way. I guess this is how, this is how it worked probably. And who won? The tortoise. We, we do this thing in our house called Friend Friday. And we have chosen, because your friends, our dearest friends from forever, they live in Apple Valley. We can see them anytime. We live in Apple Valley. They live in Apple Valley. Oh, we can see them anytime. And we never see them. Right? You know how that, does anyone else have that problem? And so we said, you know what we're going to do? I said, we got to put this on the calendar so that it happens, and that sounded like a pretty good idea to everybody else, and so we put it on the calendar, second Friday of the month, Friend Friday. And now, after years, we don't just happen on one another, you know, God forbid at a funeral, or whatever, you know, wherever we just happen to be. No, we're intentional about it, and now we get together, and we enjoy all this fellowship, all this loving each other, the camaraderie, all of it. Why? Because we made time and preparation to receive, to give. We hosted them Friday, Friend Friday. It's good. We still had to plan it in order for it to happen because it never happened before. It won't just happen. Christianity won't just happen. Salvation won't just happen. Evangelism never just happens. And if you know anything about what I'm feeling deep in my heart lately, it's evangelism. It's getting the good news out to someone else. We must all prepare, get ready to go out and run our race, the race for souls. The devil is running as fast as he can. Who knows that? Oh, he is booking it. And he is outpacing us most of the time when we're not prepared to go. Isn't that right? You know that's right. He's, all, he's throwing all kinds of obstacles at us. Remember, clear the debris. He's throwing obstacles, not only at the runners who are trying to run, but at the prizes. Because the prize, after all, is also people. People are running to win people. He's throwing obstacles at the runners and the prizes. He only comes to steal and to kill and to destroy. And he never sleeps, he never takes a vacation, and he never gives anyone a break. Diabolical, remember? Strike over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. Diabolical. That's the devil. If the devil is that diligent, how much more do you need to be? How much more has Jesus called you to be? If I may say it so boldly. How much more has he equipped you to be? 
Amen, at least. It's infinite. The devil, it's not... <laughs> See, Caesar, you just opened that up for me. I appreciate that. It is not even a contest. What, do you know this symbol? The infinity symbol. That's it. You know how they have like the little two or whatever on the, to the second power or whatever? That's already kind of a major deal or, or, you know, cubed to the third power. It's like God is saying, I got to the infinite power. Deal with it. There is no way that you don't have enough. You are that equipped. And as you continue to be in God's house, in his word, in conversation, in prayer, in the power of the Spirit, you have everything you ever need. Amen. Somebody say amen. I have everything I ever need. That's right. So here's what it takes. Are you ready for the answer for this world covered in darkness and the, and the people that are covered in deep darkness? Yeah? Ephesians 6. We're finally there. Ephesians 6, starting in verse 14. And by the way, I was just moved, and no one knew this, of course, because I always keep it a surprise. I want, every, I want the worship team and everyone to experience it fresh, you know, and so I never tell them what's going on, what's coming up. And so the, the music they're playing today, I was like, oh, here we go, you know, and it's that stand and this, and, oh, my goodness. It's the, I started at Ephesians 6, 13 a moment ago, but now here we are in 14. It says, stand therefore. Having girded your waist with truth, having girded, having done this, having prepared, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and this is my favorite in, in verse 15. Are you ready for this? Runners, are you ready? Yes? Runners, all the runners, are you ready? Yes, speak to me. All the runners, are you ready? Yes. You're, you're looking at it already. It's kind of like spoiler alert. That's right. <laughs> Having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel. You know what you never see? Is runners running without shoes. Right? You know why? Because we got shoes now. <laughs> right? And anyone who's run with shoes and, and has found an obstacle, right? Never again. So, having shod your feet, having put on some shoes of what? Of the preparation of the gospel. You must be prepared to give the gospel. Your feet should not touch down anywhere unless you're prepared to say, Jesus is so good. He's got a plan for your life. You know, I see this in you. I see, I see the call of God on your life. He, he's got it for you. Do you know him? Do you have access to his plan and purpose and power and all of it? Let me introduce you to this man named Jesus who knows all about your life, who's lived every disappointment and temptation and heartache and has overcome. And he, he trades his life in for your busted up old life, right? Let me introduce you to him. You shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Is that, this is, this is the whole thing for today. Shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel. And, and I had this strong sense like, if I think I'm going anywhere, but I'm not prepared with the gospel before I leave, I should not go. How can I leave this house not having shod my feet with the preparation of the gospel? And another way to say the gospel is the good news of Jesus. There is such good news. Who would rather have good news than bad news? Thank you, Lord. All of us. Thank you for participating with me. This makes me happy. You would rather have good news. You have good news in Jesus. Are you prepared to give it? Shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel. In verse 19, it says, And for me, pray that utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. I may speak boldly as I should. We're called to speak boldly the good news of Jesus, that he will save you and forgive you of every sin, you will become perfect 
as your spirit is born again. You become the new you, OSL level one. Yes? The great exchange, the new you, righteousness, consciousness. All of it is yours. Ephesians 6.10, this was a few verses before we started this. It says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. We cannot even stand, much less run, and live in the fullness and complete enjoyment of his plan for each one of us if we're not convinced that every second of the day you are able to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. We can't even stand unless we believe that. What are you standing on? All other ground is sinking sand, right? And we don't build on sinking sand. We build a... Listen, whoever comes to me, Jesus says, and hears my sayings and does them is like a man building a house who dug deep. We're digging deep right now. I'm digging deep into your heart, into your schedule, right? I'm digging deep into your intentions. Who dug deep and then what? Laid the foundation on sand? On the rock. On the rock, a firm foundation. Amen. That's what we do around here. We build solid lives around here. Amen. Hebrews 12, 11 through 13 in the New International Version. Hebrews 12, 11 through 13. It says, No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Who knows that? Anyone who went on the media fast. Yeah? No discipline seems pleasant at the time. I've not been drinking Mountain Dew in the house since we ran out. <laughs> no discipline seems pleasant at the time, but afterwards, in Jesus' name, I'm going to feel the effects. <laughs> um, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. Discipline trains you. Therefore, strengthen your feeble arms and weak knees. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying this. This is the Bible. I'm reading it to you, okay? I didn't write this. God wrote this. And I'm, but I'm telling it to you. Therefore, verse 12, strengthen your feeble arms and your weak knees. Make level paths for your feet. Make level paths. That sounds like every hill being brought low and every valley brought exalted, right? Every valley. Remember, we're back to that. Make level paths for your feet so that the lame may not be disqualified, but rather healed. Now let's just spend a minute here. Strengthen your feeble arms and weak knees. In fact, I wrote down feeble because it's just a word that demands qualification. Lacking physical strength, especially as a result of age or illness. I want to talk to those of you who right now think you're too old to be of much use. Lies. 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 You are so able to give and to bring up and to build into people of any age. You got it. You got it. You've got it to give. I'm just kind of like glazing over people. No, I'm not calling you old. 40 is coming up for me, by the way. Speaking of old. <laughs> Doesn't everybody think 40 is, am I the only one that's like 40 is like the threshold and you're just like, well, you got to put away some childish things, you know. <laughs> Now's the time, 40, right? Oh, thank you for saying that. I don't buy any of it. 40 is a new 20. That's because we have a problem. <laughs> That's because we need to grow up. All right. Strengthen your feeble arms and weak knees. Oh, by the way, uh, more on this feeble thing of a sound. Anyone else turning 40? Is that what we got a ruckus going on? Of a sound, faint or distant. Imagine your words of life and hope are faint and distant in everybody's ears. Oh, yeah. I, I, mm, I, mm. What? 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 How about lacking strength of character? Feeble. 
lacking strength of character. This is, <laughs> this is getting more in there, right? And failing to convince or make an impression. If you're telling someone about Jesus, do you want them to be convinced or to doubt that Jesus is actually that good? Be convinced, right? Feeble doesn't get that done. So in Hebrews, we're, we're instructed to strengthen your own feeble arms and weak knees. How you're serving is what I'm saying, the arms, right? That's how you're serving what you're giving out. Feeble. Weak knees. I mean, we're talking about running. Obviously, if your knees are a problem, we've got a huge problem, right? Because they've got to support all the rest of this, right? Make level paths for your feet so that the lame may not be disqualified, but rather healed. We want to see the lame. What does lame mean? I can't, I can't walk. I can't run. The lame need to be healed. Isn't that right? Yep. So even in this room, if you felt like, I don't have anything to offer, I don't have much convincing in me, I, I'm, my voice, I'm timid, right? The Lord has not given us that spirit, but of love and of power and of a sound mind. He has, you have what you need if you'll get about it and say, no, I am strong and I am strengthened in him. Jude 20 says, build yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. You want to get stronger, build yourself up. You have a way. You have a way. Build yourself up. Get in the word. Be, become confident that what he's saying is not a lie, but it's the truth. And those who know the truth shall become free. They shall be made free. Luke 9, 62 says, No one having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. Jesus himself said this. No one having put his hand to the plow, no one who is a Christian and has started on this road and is like, well, just not, is fit for the kingdom of God. That's heavy stuff. It's heavy. The kingdom fits you as you fit into the kingdom. It's like a garment that you wear, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel. It fits. The gospel fits you how you would say it, Kathy, how you would, how you would deliver that word. It fits you. Edie, it fits you. It fits all of us in our unique ways because the Lord has said, I put that personality in you, Melanie. It's going to work. It's going to work how you say it. Right, Joyce? How I say it is how they need it. That's the kind of, you know, head wag you need. That's how, that's how we need to go about it. If they need a little silly on it, I'm your guy. Right? They need a song with it, a show tune, a little song and a little dance. Send me. I'm right there. Dance, monkey. The, the Lord chose the foolishness of preaching, not me. Right? This is how he's intending to do it. But every one of you, whatever you have, old souls, you heard of old souls, right? Just, you know, kind of serious forever. Got wisdom in them. <laughs> and they're babies. You know, there are some people that are just born like that. Good. The Lord needs you. It fits. But don't, don't draw back. Don't look back. Don't think that you can just not engage. That's not fitting for those in the kingdom. Hebrews 10, 38 and 39. Now the just shall live by faith, but if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. God says, if you draw back, my soul, my emotions, my will, I'm not pleased with any of that if you draw back. But we're talking about preparing to what? Run. That doesn't sound like drawing back to me. We're preparing to run. But we are not of those who draw back to perdition. Say, we are not of those who draw back. Everyone say it. We are not of those who draw back. Amen. Would you do a favor for me? Would everyone look at me when you say it? And like, look like you're trying to convince me. Say, we are not of those who draw back. <laughs> Amen. That's exactly right. See, that's, that's the thing I'm going to fall asleep. My head's going to hit the pillow tonight. I'm like, yeah, see, they're on it. They have received the commission. They are on it. I love it when a plan comes together. All right. But we are those who believe to the saving of the soul. Say, to the saving of the soul. 
Whose soul? There you go. Who said it? Danny, did you say it? Did you say everybody? I'm going to give you a high five anyway. Caesar, you said it. Allie, you said it. Everybody. Every soul. Who does God want to go to hell? Oh, <laughs> I tricked you. Who does God want to go to hell? Nobody. N not a single soul, right? Your worst enemy. He's like, yeah, but if they'll turn to me. I'll let them in, and I'll make them nicer to you. Amen. Amen. Uh, he's just preparing tables before us in the presence of our enemies, trying to make a case for his goodness. Isn't that right? All right, stand up with me, would you? I want to make some declarations. We're going to mobilize the prayer team as we always do because we all need prayer, don't we? Yes, we all need prayer. Pray always. Pray without ceasing. With all kinds of prayers. All over the scripture, we're in instructed to do it. As the worship team mobilizes, we are going to say some things that need to be said. And the thing is, I can't say it for Keldon. Keldon can't say it for me. I have to say this in order to see it happen in my life. Are you ready to make some declarations based on the truth of the word of God? Yes. Say, I believe, I believe that you have made me to run. I believe, I, believe. I, must I must prepare myself. I believe, I, believe. I, am, not I am not feeble. I believe, I believe. that I am strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. I believe, I, believe. I, will. I will make room in my life, in my life. to rescue people out of darkness. Today, I begin making adjustments so I can give this life to people. I will prepare to run. I will win in the name of Jesus. Come on, can we clap our hands together and thank you for his goodness? God is so ready. Your Savior's coming ready to do all he's promised. And you, as a funnel, can just get all the goodness as it goes to someone else. The residual goodness is just going to linger. Like the oil. You pour, pour oil in something, you got like, to wash that thing out with hot, right? For a long time. Because it stays on the enclosure. You're like a, a hose, a funnel. Say, Lord, get it to me so I can give it out. Amen. And so right now, at the end of our services, we always invite everybody to come and pray. We all need prayer for something. So just know that all of these people are trained, and they're trustworthy, and they love you, and they've been called to receive you and agree with your prayers. And so right now, as we pray together and close this service out, take this time, even right now, to begin stepping out from your seats and finding a prayer partner. They'll pray with you. They'll pray for you. They'll pray in agreement with you. They'll get excited with you that according to the will of God, because he's hearing what you're praying, it will be done. Anyone believe that the prayers that we pray will be answered by God? Yes? Lord, we believe you when you say that you hear us. And that because you hear us, everything that we pray will be accomplished. You will leave nothing of your plan, of your purpose for me undone. But you are faithful to complete it. You've begun a good work in us. Lord, at the, the kickoff of this series, you've begun a good work. You are calling us to run. And we know that right now we need to prepare for it. We need to prepare for the run. To prepare for a lifestyle of running. That you would send us forth. Not that we have to be swift. But we have to be available. We've got to be prepared. We've got to be on mission. We've got to be yielded to you. 
and not just in our minds, just some intellectual assent that, oh yeah, God's got great plans and yeah, they told me I'm part of it and no, but I'm engaging with your plans. Any of these declarations or truths that you feel like you want for yourself, just feel free to speak them out over your own life, over your own circumstance. I know that you have made me for great things, great exploits will you and I do together because I go equipped, authorized, empowered in the name of Jesus. The same one who has all those keys to death and hell and the grave. All authority. Jesus, you got back and you give to us to use. And so as we extend our hands to people and we yank them up in faith and say, rise to your feet, you who have never walked, because God is strengthening you to do it right now. Receive muscles to stand. Receive coordination to walk and not fall down. Even coordination, now that you're up, you're with me in the power of God. We're going to run together. We're going to win. Thank you, Lord. We believe you. We receive you in all of these ways with thanksgiving in our hearts. We are a blessed people. We have been sought out. We have been called holy. We have been redeemed. And Lord, now we go with that message to everyone you're sending us to. Make us aware, keenly aware of who you're sending us to. Let our feet be shod because we shod them. We put on these shoes prepared with the gospel of peace. Let us bring the good news and speak it out because everywhere that we go, we realize that we're on a mission and we're running to rescue people out of darkness into your kingdom of light and love. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Anyone feel more equipped today to run this race than you have? Amen. Bless the Lord. Bless God.